Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Zeal Talk. I am your host, David Wessels, here with my co-host, Cito Culver. we got a fun episode planned today. We're going to take a step back and talking about the development side, and um, we're going to have some fun today and talk a little bit about um, just baseball, baseball history, and uh, we'll kind of see where the conversation goes. So for this episode, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about um, some of the biggest MVP snubs in the MLB um, from any time in history. In our opinion. In our opinion. In our opinion. So again, there's we're not going to hit everyone. We're going to try to do a couple each back and forth, kind of discuss them a little bit. Uh, we got the stats pulled up. So this should be a fun episode. Um, if you're watching this and you've watched these other ones, please don't forget, like and subscribe. Um, follow the channel. But also, if we forget someone, um, a, a season someone had that they got snubbed on MVP, comment it down below. Um, we might do a bunch more of these episodes because this, this is a fun conversation. Um, well, let's get into it. So I'm going to start. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to let you go first, Cito. Again, we're going to go back and forth, talk about it. I want you to um, describe your first person. Okay, It's on the clock. You can choose whoever. But we might steal each other's answers. So yes, you got to choose one that you like the best to go first. We kind of know one of each other's that we're going to do because we kind of predestined that we can't steal it from the other person. But let's get into it, Cito. You're on the clock. Your person is. Okay. So my, I'm I'm kind of biased, but uh, Clayton Kershaw won it in 2014. Okay. And I don't think pitchers should win MVPs. I would agree. I don't. I do not think it's an MVP. It's a pitcher award. I think Cy Young is more than enough validation. Yes. Yeah. In my opinion, um, Stan should have two MVPs. What, what year is this? 2014. 2014. Yeah. I mean, you got some stats for me. He had, he had uh, 37 homers, 105 driven in, 288, 555 slugging. What was his OPS? Right here? Um, 950. Okay. Did he finish runner up that year? He finished runner up. Okay. And that's the only reason I say you can. And then, like, Andrew McCutcheon was after him. That was, yeah, that was the year after McCutcheon won his first, right? Yeah. He had a, I, I think McCutcheon actually had a better year the year after he won MVP. I mean, he had played 14 with 25. Yeah, he had way more home runs that year. But 37 homers, 288 for a power guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in your boat. Like, I think it's tough to give MVP to a pitcher um, just because they're not playing every five days. They have their own award. Again, maybe I'm biased, but actually. I mean, the batting average was kind of like down that year. Like, there wasn't anybody that, like, yeah, for a high, 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 high average. Like, I think the highest that year in the top 10, the top 10 finalists, the highest batting average was 315. Yeah. Low batting average year? Josh Harrison. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's where you can kind of throw out the batting average and go with Stan. But you, you, you kind of, it kind of, now that I'm looking at it, it kind of makes sense that a pitcher won it because there wasn't like a crazy, yeah offensive year yeah in the national league that year no that's good that's a good one I but like i just i just i am i do not like when pitchers win mvps i went 21 and three i so won seven seven yeah kershaw was gross that year but i say this but one of the ones i'm gonna point out low-key a pitcher should have won it but we'll get to that later 239 239 strikeouts in 198 good <laughs> not bad it's not bad no i um did Stan lead the league in any specific categories? Homers. Just homers? 30, 30. That's crazy. 37 led the league. Homers are different now. Homers are different now. <laughs> okay. That's not bad. Starting off with that one. The bold the bold numbers are the things that they let in, right? 
Yeah, if it's bold on baseball reference. Yeah, so he had like thirty. He had thirty-seven homers and he led the league in slugging. Okay, that's. I mean, that's still kind of disgusting. It's kind of the best offensive. Yeah. Player. Okay. Okay. You want to go with my first one? You go. Yeah. Yeah. You, okay. You go. Okay. I'm gonna top you because this is crazy. I'm gonna give you a scenario. Okay. So we can talk about two different seasons of mine, but we're going back in the back in the day, back in the day before our time, way before our time. Can you imagine? Getting a triple crown twice and not winning MVP a single one of those seasons. Two triple crowns, neither of them you win MVP. Wait, who did that? Okay, we're going to talk about it. So we're going to start with my answer, and we'll go, this is my answer, okay? We're going to go back to 1942. Oh, my God. Ted Williams. Ted Williams wins the triple crown. This is the year before he went into the multiple years. That's crazy. Crazy. We want to talk about that. Yeah. Okay. 1942. Ted Williams slash line. Here we go. So he won the triple crown. His triple crown categories. He led the league with a 356 batting average. He had 36 home runs, 137 RBIs. He also led the league in walks with 145. He also led the league in on base percentage with 499. He's and he led the league half the time. He led the league in OPS with a 1147 OPS. He also led the league in OPS plus and total bases. Who won the MVP? Yeah, let me get up. To, okay, triple crown doesn't win MVP. All right, so let's. Who I said? Who I'm allowed to go crazy? Yeah, yeah. So let's look this up. All right. So, um, you can probably guess who won the MVP that year. Joe Gordon. I don't know who that is. What did he, he do? Played for the Yankees. What did he do? Um, he did nothing. <laughs> no. So here are the stats of the one who won MVP over Ted Williams, who won the triple crown. He hit 322. Compared so, to Ted Williams, 356. So, okay. 409 on base compared to Ted Williams, 499. Yes. He had a 491 slugging compared to Ted Williams, 648 slugging. He had a 900 OPS compared to Ted Williams, 1147. You think, oh, this dude must have stolen it on the bags, right? He's oh, 12 he, stolen bases. Did he, a, did he hit a bunch of homers? He had 18 home runs. Ted Williams had him how many? 36. So he doubled him in home runs. I'll just give you the, the ever He had almost 60 more runs scored. He had doubled them in home runs. He had 34 more RBIs. He had so he drove in more. He had more more. Yeah, he had almost 70 more walks. He had 90 higher points in on-base percentage. He had 150 point higher slugging and he had about almost a 300 more OPS. Let's look at war. Okay, so back in the day, war. I was going to start with this stat. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to look at the war this season. Okay. Um, so Joe Gordon, who won the MVP. To be honest, I'm a Yankees fan. I don't know who Joe Gordon is. I don't know who that is either. And I'm a Yankees fan as well. Okay. So we're going to talk about war. So Joe Gordon won with a 7.7 war. Okay. Playing 100 would be double digits. Ted Williams had a 10.5 war. So there isn't a single stat. The only stat that he had more than Ted Williams was at-bats, and it's because Ted Williams had about 70 more walks than him. If you counted plate appearances, Ted Williams still beats him. So there's literally, the only stat is stolen bases. He had 12, Ted Williams had three. This dude won triple crown and lost to Joe Gordon. That is sick. I would be furious. Okay. So he won triple crown back-to-back years. No, he didn't. So he won the triple crown, then he won... More ball. 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 Three years. Okay, so we're going to go back to Ted Williams' career. Since we're on Ted Williams, okay, so that might be the worst. 
worst of all time. I went on worst snub lists. Yeah. And this was not on it. I was like, Ted Williams won some triple crowns. So I looked at it. Two like, triple crowns. Can we just, like remind the audience that like that does like triple crowns don't happen? Like don't happen. I've seen one. I've I've seen one in like it's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yep. So nineteen forty six, he came back from the war and actually won MVP that year. Um didn't win the triple crown, but he won MVP. Triple crown, just so that we're clear, triple crown is leading the Batting average, batting average, home runs, RBI, and RBIs. Correct. Um, so yeah, did not play for three years. Was in the war. Came back. His MVP year was still crazy. He was three forty two, thirty eight bombs, one hundred twenty three RBIs, one hundred fifty six walks. Also led the league. He led the league in on base percentage four ninety seven. Led the league in slugging six sixty seven. Led the, the league in OPS eleven. Every stat he led in every stat. Are you talking about the guy who says that he you had to swing slightly up? Yeah, that, oh, yep, yep, yep. You're talking about that guy. We're talking about that guy. Okay. So he won MVP. Yes, he got his MVP. I didn't even look at this. Let's look at the, I'll look at the MVP list real quick while we're here. Yeah, he won it over Hal Newhauser, pitcher, um, who actually had a pretty good year. But, okay, he won it over a pitcher. No one else really had a good year that year. It was a lot of pitchers in the finalists, actually, which is kind of crazy. There was three finalists in the top seven that were pitchers. So, okay, he finally had a good year, won it. Congrats, Ted Williams. But that's not the year we're going to look at again. This is Ted Williams part two. Okay. 1947. You went back in. I went back. 40. So still ni- this is still Ted Williams. 1947. Okay. So let's just to reflect the audience. Okay. So got snubbed, won the triple crown, did not win MVP, finished second. Went to war for three years, came back, won MVP with some crazy numbers. 1947, the year after he wins MVP, he, he wins the triple crown again. Okay. You want to hear his numbers? We will hear his numbers. Okay. He hit 343, 32 bombs, 114 RBIs. Okay. These are all the stats he led the league in. Okay. So obviously, batting average, 343, 32 bombs, 114 RBIs. He also led the league with 125 runs scored. He led the league with a 499 on base, a 634 slugging, and 1133. Yeah, what's going on with this? He led the league with a 205 OPS plus, and he led the league with 335 total bases. He also led the league in intentional walks. Like, what's going on with this guy? And he did not win MVP. Now, this one is a more prominent name who beat him out for MVP. Okay, Joe DiMaggio beat him out for MVP. Oh, Joe. But by his one point. Joe DiMaggio was nice too. To me. He was nice. But if you look at their numbers, it's not even close. Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, I'm great. I, the, the, the one that throws me is the, like, I already forgot the guy's name. That Joe, Joe Gordon? Yeah, that beat him the first time. Like, I grew up Yankees fan. Lucky enough to get dropped by the Yankees. I've heard Joe DiMaggio, yeah, Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra, all these guys. Like, I've heard all these names. Yeah. And, like, they're all over the clubhouses. And, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. you see, I've never seen one one picture or one time I've ever seen that guy's name. So, you want an MVP for the Yankees. Yeah, so you might think here, okay, Joe DiMaggio, great player. Yeah. Okay, it makes sense. He lost to him by one point. And it's like, okay, you know, he won MVP the year before. Let's look at the numbers. Okay, Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, don't even, let's look at the numbers. So Joe DiMaggio had that year had a 4.7 war. Ted Williams had a 9.5. Ted, or Matt DiMaggio had 97 runs scored. Ted Williams, 125. He had 168 hits. Dima, or Ted Williams, 181. He had 20 home runs. DiMaggio, 32. Or sorry, Ted Williams, 32. DiMaggio, 97 RBIs. Ted Williams, 114 RBIs. He also had 98 more walks than Joe DiMaggio that year. 
his on-base percentage was 108 points higher than Joe DiMaggio. His slugging was 112 points higher than Joe DiMaggio. And his OPS was 220 points higher than Joe DiMaggio. That's Joe insane. DiMaggio won by one point. That's crazy. So Ted Williams... You must, someone must not like them. If you're watching this and you're like, this is boring, a lot of stuff, just go, go to Baseball Reference, look at Ted Williams' page, and then just be amazed because it's insane. Did it win MVP? So probably... So doing a double counter now win MVP is... Is insane. Is absurd. To do it twice, absurd again. Now to do to to, to do it to to lead the league in those stats two two times in your career, yes, is different. No one else. Is, he's got to be the only one that's done that. Yeah. So his numbers again are crazy. His his MVP finishes just for his career was finished fourth, then he finished fourteenth, second, second, first, second, third, first, twenty first, thirteenth, twenty sixth, seventh, fourth, sixth, second, seventh. <laughs> Dude was just like. Unreal, crazy stats. So, yeah. um, that one was a little bit longer, but I just wanted the audience to hear how crazy Ted Williams was and to think that I'm not even a Yankees fan. I hate the Red Sox. I mean, I'm a Yankees fan. I hate the Red Sox. So, like, to hear a Red Sox player get ripped off that bad and I'm pleading for this guy, insane. So, again, we're going to kind of talk about the MVP voting because, like, the writers and people voting in the MVPs, I don't know what they were here. looking at. Obviously, in this, their like, war wasn't a thing. They were just like generic statistics, but like, there's been years where it's like, okay, this guy's statistics are better, but like a guy who fi finished runner-up had a crazy war. And it's like, nope. If you look at generic old-school statistics, like Ted Williams is better in everything than these guys. <laughs> he lost MVP two twice. It's like, was it? And then I'm just thinking like, okay, did he win three MVPs and they just got tired of Nope. Nope. Just he did win. Ted Williams didn't end up winning. He only won two MVPs in his lifetime, which is crazy, but. Uh, it should have been at least three. Yeah. Did he actually? No, he didn't win. He only won. It should have been at least three because he won one, and then he did win them on the years he hit a triple. Yeah. It's just insane. It's crazy. Anyway, so that's my first. I'm sure there's some bias back there. I'm, I can't. There had to be. Yeah. There had to be some bias because yeah. like, I guess DiMaggio, like the Yankees did win the World Series that year. Oops. Yankees did win. Um, Let me talk about, I mean, they're, they were still pushing narratives back then. You know, yeah. You know, whatever whatever sold better probably had a big big part in it when you're trying to grow the game right yeah exactly so all right i'm gonna kick it back to you you're gonna go to your next one here all right get ready Ooh. i had one again this is a fun game if you're bored just look at baseball reference go to mvp voting you see some guys that didn't even finish like top five that had crazy years that you would think if you're watching the game today like holy crap easily unanimous mvp so it's good to look at the history so, what you got? This one is like in 2011. Okay. Uh, Ryan Braun won MVP. Yeah. Steroids year. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That one. Yeah. So, I took that into consideration. Yeah. Um, Matt Kemp finished second. Yes. Yeah. I remember that year. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And the numbers. Matt Kemp had an eight more. Okay. Ryan Brown had a 7.7. .7. So pretty close. So pretty close. Yeah. But Matt Kemp's led the league in runs scored, 115. Led the league in RBIs, league in homers. So he just two-thirds of the triple crown Kemp had? Yeah. So what was Brown's, like, average stats? What was that stuff? He hit 332, 397 on base. 
994 OPS. But how many bombs? 33. How many did Kemp have? 39. <laughs> 111 driven in Braun, 126. Max Kemp. 109 runs scored for Braun, 115 for Kemp. Crazy. So he scored more done. runs and drove in more runs. Yeah. Than anyone else in yeah. the league. And that's how you win baseball games. Right? Yeah. The score runs. I remember that year, like watching. Obviously, I was younger, probably like six, seven, I was probably like seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. And uh, I thought for sure like Kemp was going to win because I feel like everyone thought Kemp was going to win. Kind of shocking that Braun won that year. And then, of course, he comes out later, commits the steroids and stuff. So I think they should have, that's, I think they should have gave the, I mean, I think they messed up in like off yeah, the rip. Like, yeah, I exactly. think Matt Kemp had a better season than him. And not to mention like doing it in LA yeah. compared to Milwaukee. Or Milwaukee's like a great place to hit, but like not a lot of pressure yep. over there compared to a big market in LA. So like I thought I thought that was and you can and, and the two thousand and eleven uh AL MVP was Verlander. And you just know how I feel about pitchers yeah, winning MVPs. But I don't maybe Batista could have won it. Jose Batista? Mm-hmm. He was third. Jacoby Ellsbury was second. Granderson had a finish high that year. First finish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right after he was he finished fourth. Did he lead the league? Who's like, that year? He had sixty two. Yeah. Well, I can't remember what year Grant No, was the Batista led the league in homers, forty three. Okay. I Ellsbury went nuts that year though. Didn't he? He had three twenty one, thirty two homers, hundred and five. 52 bags. No, 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 no. 39 bags. Okay. So he's 30-30. Yeah. He came in second. But slugging, Jose Batista led the league. OPS led the league. Uh, walks led the league. Homers. Primary. I mean, he, play, he played a good right field, too. He had a good arm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a, that's an interesting one. He had an 8.3 war, but so did Jacoby. They had the same war. S- second and third. Did they have higher than Verlander or no? 8.6 Verlander. He was 24-5 and five with a 2-4. 250 strikeouts and 251 innings pitched. Yeah, I mean, I remember. So he literally it was pitched yeah. and strikeouts. Yeah, I remember that year. Yeah, it's in 0.92 whip. Yeah, because I feel like if you gave it to Ellsbury, I feel like people were like, yeah, okay. But definitely Bautista. Bautista, yeah. Just because, like, the Blue Jays weren't yet, like, good that year. Right, but, like, you like, talk about growing the game. Like, you could like, push the narrative there. A Canadian MVP, like, yeah. not Canadian, but, like, an MVP for someone in Toronto. Yeah. I feel like, too. And he was, like, I I like the Batista one because I think, like, it shows that, like, someone can get better late later in their career. Yeah. Like, everyone's timetable isn't the same. So, yeah, like, yeah. for him, he had a big swing change while in the big leagues. Yeah. That extended his career and made him one of the best power hitting. He had a right hand stretch. Yeah. And that's why I feel like it's so weird because – feel like we're going to talk about this with my third my third person but um with like the media the writers voting i feel like a lot of the time it's just like oh they want a, a good story like oh pitcher to win mvp yeah just like like i feel like a good story but it's like some years it's like all about the numbers like just look at the numbers like some years like oh this was a good story like there's got to be something it all depends on what they're trying to push i feel like yeah but, but that's crazy yeah that's a that's a that's an interesting one just 2011 in general if you look at aln i know that's I, I just remember the Kemp year. Obviously, I remember Verlander shoving that year, but now looking at his numbers, I'm like, eh, you know, not bad. Adrian Gonzalez had a really good year. 
that year. Was he with Boston still? Or? Boston. Yeah. He led, he led the league with 213 hits as a... Oof. Yeah, he was good. As a first baseman. Great swing, too. 27 homers. Hit 338. Dang. Pretty good. All right, so we'll go to my next one. This one won't be as long just because the Ted Williams one I could... Yeah. Easy. Okay. So I went a little bit more recent. You're doing a lot more recent ones. I'm yeah, I like... Yeah. This is good. I like the, I like the mix. Okay. We're going to go 1999. We've talked about this one before, but... 1999, crazy year for multiple people. Like, there's legit Ooh, yeah. 10 names that could have slash should have. I'd say seven that should have or could have won MVP this year. I'm pulling it up. So, in 1999, yeah, you pull it up on your side. Yeah. 1999, the winner was Pudge Rodriguez, um, which is crazy because he had less first-place votes than the second-place runner-up. We'll get there in a second. He had one less first-place vote than the runner-up. Okay. So, Padre Rodriguez, not a bad year. Again, he's a catcher, so, like, not really a position known for the offensive side. Obviously, we know he's one of the greatest defensive catchers of all time, so that definitely comes into play. But, you know, he hit 332, good as a catcher, 356 on base. This might be one of the best offensive years for a catcher in MLB history. 100%. And I feel like that definitely plays a factor, for sure. At 199 hits, 35 bombs as a catcher. 25 bags as a catcher is pretty good. Didn't walk really at all, 24 walks, not that much. Okay, So, he won MVP. And this is where we're gonna we're gonna talk about the pitcher thing again because runner up was Pedro Martinez, okay, with Boston. Pedro actually got the most first place votes of anyone that year. Yeah, he yeah. led the league in WAR nine point eight as a pitcher, yeah. and he was twenty three and four, two oh seven ERA, three hundred and thirteen strikeouts and two hundred and thirteen innings. This guy got over insane. This back over three hundred people out is he basically like had double the amount of strikeouts as hits allowed. Think about that. Insane. So crazy year. That's a year where I'm like, okay, I can understand if a pitcher. He only walked 37 people. Yeah, and Boston, if you if you know the, the history of the game, that was like one of the first years Boston was actually like, okay, Boston might have a team that could break the curse. Okay, They lost to the Yankees in 99. Go Yanks, of course. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I want to, obviously, I'm not saying, I'm not even advocating that Pedro should win MVP because, again, I'm like you. I'm not. I don't like pitchers winning MVP. They have their own award. This one, you could argue, maybe the pitcher should have won. Crazy. If if uh, if they had like a a hitting award equivalent to the Cy Young, then I would. I guess I wouldn't be as mad. Yeah. If they won, have like the Hank Aaron Award, which is not really the same thing at all. No, it's not. And and then like they have Silver Slugger, but that's just position. Yeah. That's not like a. Yeah, it's tough. You know, like. All the silver sluggers don't always aren't always like it's your really like best hitter. Like there'll be guys that get a lot of hits. Like yeah. Jeter wouldn't have a lot of pop. He always won silver slugger. Always, always, always. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I don't. We're, before we go to your last one, I just want to talk about real quick. We're going to talk about the other people, not even first and second. I want to talk about the other people that had crazy years that I in ninety nine and ninety nine. Yeah. Same year. Yeah. Okay. So Pudge finished first. Good year, definitely. Great year for a catcher. Pedro crazy year as a pitcher. Okay. So Roberto Alomar finished third. Okay. He um hit 323, pretty good. 422 on base, which is very good. Yeah, 553 or 533 slugging. 955 OPS. Pretty solid year. He led the league in runs. That's the only stat he led the league in, which is like, okay, pretty good year. So I was like, okay, that sounds like a third place finisher. Okay. We're gonna go to fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh real quick. And this is gonna show us how they view the game differently. So I would say the biggest snub this year, again, I guess. I'm defending former Red Sox, but he was with Cleveland at the time. But okay, Manny Ramirez, arguably one of the best swings of all time. Yeah, maybe the best. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close. Very. We'll get there. Um, 
Okay, so he his numbers are insane. So he hit 333, which is actually one point higher than Pudge. 442 on base, 663 slugging that led the league by not even close. Yeah. 663 slugging. He had an 1105 OPS. Yeah. He had 44 bombs and 165 RBIs, which led the league. 165 RBIs and 1105 OPS. That's a video game. And he finished fourth, fourth in MVP that year. He, like, yes, he scored 100. He scored 131 runs, and yeah. the league leader scored 138. Exactly. So that's not even that far off there. He's probably second or third in runs scored. Yeah. Okay. So fifth, fifth was Rafael Palmero, which again he had. I think he looks like more of like a third place finisher. He had a 1050 OPS, which was second in the league, I believe. Behind Manny, which was like 100 points behind Manny. I guess 55 points behind Manny. Yeah. Really good year. He didn't lead the league in any other stats. Pretty good year. Okay. But to not lead the league in homers and RBIs when you hit 47 and drive in 148. Yeah, he great. he also had more home runs than Manny. 47 home runs, 148 RBIs, finished fifth in MVP. Okay. Now we're going to get to my bias side. Six was Jeter. 99, you can argue years with Jeter, but 99 statistically might have been Jeter's best year. He had led the league with 219 hits. Which is so many hits. Second place was his teammate, Bernie Williams, with 202. Um, but That's he, why they were good. He had 219 hits. Yeah, 99. He had a... Uh, I saw... His batting average was 349, 438 on base, 552 slugging, 989 OPS. I believe 989 was the highest in his career, OPS-wise. Yeah. Um, high for a shortstop. High for a shortstop, again. Crazy year. Um, Damn, no more. And then we're going to look at no more. <laughs> no, no more. No, it was seven. Well, he is. Who, he won the batting title. 358, 418 on base, 603 plugging, 1022 OPS. Crazy. Who is shortstop? Yeah. Crazy year. So there's, these are all years where it's like, I could see Pudge winning. Like, Pudge usually could have been seven. But the one thing I want to look at is just war for the finalists. Yeah. Okay. War is, I guess, a stat, obviously a stat they look at now. So Pedro, clearly 9.8, had the highest war. Yeah. So Pudge had a 6.4. So Alomar had a higher war. Manny had a higher war. Jeter had a higher war. Jeter actually had the second highest war of any of these players. And he the the position six. players, for sure, yeah. Yeah, he had the highest in position players, Jeter, that year. Yeah. Eight, which is crazy. So but, It's crazy for a six. Well, I mean, war wasn't around then, though. Yeah. This is like, they, they put this in after the fact, so they, yeah. couldn't, they wouldn't be able to tell this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, if you look at these numbers, it's like, holy crap, like, Pudge had a great year. I'm not saying he didn't deserve MVP, but this is like you just feel like sometimes they like were like picking frogs. Yeah, they did like the votes were kind of all over the place. Yeah. Or like again, the second place guy had more first place votes. So it seemed like the votes were probably all over the place. That's what it seemed um, like. Which is crazy because Jeter got a first place vote. And then Palmero, Ramirez, Alomar, they all got four first place votes. That's crazy. So that's that's my year that is more of like not necessarily like that someone got snubbed. No, but that year offensively is just kind of just ridiculous on the ALs. Yeah, like, you could say steroid error, but I mean Bernie Williams hit three forty two. Yeah, Bernie Williams. Three forty two. Yep. He was just like of his year in, in nineteen ninety. Just so like people understand like three forty two, like Acuna won MVP last year, he had three forty one. Yeah. This is an eleventh place finish yep like i understand that acuna hit 41 homers but but bernie 25 with 115 driven in yeah what 100 walks crazy 971 OPS. and is it and is a switch hitter yeah and so even fourth on the best team i mean second that's what i'm saying is like you can tell over the years like that the criteria like it's like 
there's no set criteria. No, it's just kind of like, like the throwaway line and yeah. like what it like. That's how you kind of see. But it's like if you kind of like look back, especially what I look back from Ariano, the 14th on the MVP on only throws one inning is is that's crazy. Crazy. He had 45 saves that year. That's <laughs> crazy. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap up with one more each of us, and I I know where yours is. Yes, and I you know where mine is, but this is a good one. This is a bias. The last one's bias. So if you're not a Yankee fan, yeah, you can just stop watching the video. I mean, mm-hmm. my dog, my dog, in 2017 he was a rookie. I mean, I this didn't make sense to me before I knew about the cheating scandal that yeah. was happening over there in Houston. But for Altuve to be judge in the 2017 MVP is insane. One of, To me, one of the biggest steals, in my opinion. Yeah. Because you even, you take out the cheating. Yeah. Right? Like, we don't know about that. We never find out about that. Yeah. Altuve only beat him in hits. In batting average. Yeah. He had like 340 something that year. He had 346 and Judge hit 284. But he on base higher than Altuve. Yeah. Just just right out, right, just say his stat, all Judge's stats that year. Cause so Judge was 284, 422 on base, 627 slugging, which is ridiculous. Crazy. And uh, 1,049 OPS. Right. And he. Led the league in war with an eight. Yeah. Altuve had a seven seven. This is when war was this is when they were taking war into a yeah. He led the league in run scored as a rookie. As a rookie. As a rookie. First year. Run scored and homers and walks. Yeah. As a rookie, that doesn't make any sense. And crazy defender too. Altuve is a good defender also. Yep. But that does not make any sense. In the Biggest problem I have is Altuve getting 27 first place votes to judges two. I mean, yeah, I don't get that. That to me does not make any sense because when are you gonna? Rookies don't have this type, these types of numbers. They don't. They don't. Especially more like more recently, there hasn't been rookies that can impact winning like this. Exactly. So that that didn't make any sense. Also, the Yankees' expectations for that year—they were coming off a bad year. Yeah, no one—that was the big bombers year. People don't even realize like that year. The year prior is when Judge made his debut. Yeah, hurt, got hurt. People don't realize, big swing change. Yeah, in the off season, comes into camp. He didn't. He didn't have a spot on the team. No, he had to. He had to make the team. Yeah, that was the like big. Storyline. Big story. I'm going to play right field for the Yankees. Yeah, like it was a competition. So he won the competition and he started off that year seventh for that team. Yeah. He had ninth a couple games too. So like he's in the, he made the team bottom of the lineup, ended up hitting two hole for them very shortly after that. Had like 33 homers at the break, which is like insane. I think that broke George. Mike Trout hit 33 homers that year. And Judge had 33 before the All-Star break. I'm just saying, like, it's crazy. Yeah. I feel like, at least from my perspective, like, he had that after the All-Star break. He was, like, playing through the shoulder thing. But he had the month of August that was just 
awful. Yeah. I think that really hurts chance but, before them. But still, though, like, he had 52 homers. I think Nelson Cruz was the... Oh, Chris Davis had 43, but... Chris Davis. But we're not going to play. We're not going to talk about... And that's all. The righty-handed hitting Chris Davis from Oakland. Oh, okay. I was talking... Yeah. But... Okay. No, no one's even close to him in homers. Like, it, like... And he had some in the playoffs too, like and obviously those don't count to the to these yeah. numbers. But I think he had fifty five homers that year as a rookie. Yeah. When's the last time you seen someone do that? Yeah, because that was crazy. Because he went through August where he was struggling and striking out like crazy, and then his best month that month was September. He went bonkers, and he still and he still led the league in like to me leading the league in walks as a rookie is crazy. Is insane, insane. That's crazy. Like, yeah, that's, like, 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 that's yeah. like Barry Bonds stuff, right? To lead the league in homers and walks, that's like Barry Bonds stuff. Yeah. And I know, like, as, as Yankee fans, too, that one hurt, especially because Houston beat the Yankees ALCS, Game 7, all that stuff. Crazy. The cheating stuff for me, man, that's a, the biggest thing. That's my problem with Braun. Yeah. That's my problem with Altuve. And I don't care, like, I don't care if he, if he says he didn't use it. Yeah. Sure, I mean, like, I don't know. It doesn't. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, so we're going to wrap up with my last one. We're going to stick with the Yankees. This is one I ahead of time had to claim because just to back up, I remember like this is before technology and social media. Tell me the anger again. 2006. My dad had to go upstairs to like our only computer we had and look up um, who won MVP. And I remember he told me who won and I started crying because I was so sad that Derek Jeter did not win this award. Okay, so we're going to talk about 2006. His second place finish. Second place finish. So Justin Morneau with the Twins won MVP that year. Finished with 15 first place votes, Jeter 12. Okay, so we're going to just go through Justin Morneau's year. And when I look at this now, especially if you think of like the years people are having now, pretty good. No, compared to what's going on nowadays, this is... So he hit 321, 34 home runs, 130 RBIs. Pretty good year. 53 walks. 375 on base, which is like, eh, it's okay. 559 slugging. He had a 934 OPS. Okay. So we're not going to just talk about Jeter, too, because there's a couple other years that are crazy here. Okay. So, and this kind of, you can see how stuff changed. So Jeter, if there's any year Jeter should have won MVP, I feel like, as unbiased as I can, this was the year he should have won MVP. Um, you could argue 09 as well, but Joe Maurer kind of had a crazy year that year. So Joe Maurer's pretty good. So Jeter that year, he hit 343. Okay, he hit 343. He had only 14 home runs and 97 RBIs. But he had 34 stolen bases. But he did that from the leadoff spot. From the leadoff spot. <clears throat> he had 34 stolen bases, 214 hits, which didn't lead the league because each year had 224. <laughs> but Jeter had a 900 OPS. So I guess this one's close, but it's also like Jeter's war was 5.6 compared to Morneau's 4.3. More, he had more hits, more runs. Less RBIs, but more stolen bases, more walks, higher batting average, base percentage. Okay. So it's like there's little stats, more no slug more, but that are crazy where I'm like, if there was any year Jeter should have won MVP, I really think like this, this was the year. Yeah. His numbers weren't as good as 99, like I talked about before, but like compared to the league, like playing shortstop. Um, and like I said, Morneau had a good year. I mean, he almost won the batting title. Yeah, he the batting title, yeah, was uh Joe Joe Maurer, three forty seven, Jeter was three forty three. Um I want to talk about. Do you think? Third. Do you think? No, for sure. But before you get to that, yeah. Do you think if he 
won the batting title, he would have won MVP. Maybe. The one thing, like, Joe Maurer didn't beat him out by five points. Yeah. The one thing I will say is watching the captain document or documentary, and they talk about 06 was the year Jeter really wanted to win MVP, should have won MVP. And they talk about, I think it was Joel Sherman talks about how the writers thought that Jeter is the captain and MVP really needed to openly to the public repair his relationship with A-Rod. And that was a reason why he gave him a second place. Is the dumbest reason for Jeter not to win an MVP ever. One, you can repair the relationship. Two, they don't have to be best friends. We're not voting on what they do in their personal life. Yeah. Vote vote on the the product on the field. Like Morneau had a good year and Jeter had a really good year, but if he apologized to the media that saying he was a mean to A like what are we five? Yeah. This is the Jeter showed MVP. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna talk about who finished third because Loki he should have won MVP. Big Poppy finished third that year. Um, I guess this podcast has been David defending Red Sox players. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I don't like the Red Sox, but Big Poppy's year. You're gonna talk about Judge's year and <laughs> Judge's year in 2017. Poppy's year was better. Yes. Every stat. It, 287, which they were probably like, oh, he hit under 300. Led the league with 54 bombs. Led the league with 137 RBIs. Led the league with 119 walks. He had a 1049 OPS. 160 hits, which is a little lower. The second highest OPS that year? Yeah. He also had a higher, he had the highest war of the top six finishers. Yeah. Like finishes, so. um. Yeah, he had the top five finish, so which is which is also just crazy. But um, um, yeah, so that's crazy to just to look at those numbers and kind of see like okay, and even like Jermaine Die that year. No one talks about him, but three fifty, he finished fifth, three fifteen with forty four bombs and one twenty driven in is crazy. A thousand six OPS. That's crazy. crazy. Dude, Travis Hafner. Travis Hafner went nuts that year. Oh my sick. God. He had 42 bombs, 659 slugging, 1097 OPS. Crazy year. 659 slugging is bananas. Yeah. Also, just like, yeah, that that really bugged me. There was also like three Yankees that finished 13, 14, 15. It was eight. Ethro almost, almost had 700 at bats that year. <laughs> <laughs> 224 hits for Ichiro. Crazy. Which is crazy because he didn't walk. <laughs> he had a 370 on base for having 224 hits. Crazy. Dude, even Manny that year. Yeah. Anyway, dude. That's, yeah. that's crazy. That's crazy. So we'll wrap this up here. This is a fun episode. Yeah. Um, If you like this episode, comment down below people that you think that we should talk about. We'll, we'll do more of these. Yeah. It's fun just to like take a step back of just hitting and swing and player development. And really just, we're just going to talk about just fun things about baseball history. We're both baseball nuts, so it's fun to go back and look at these years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so again, if you have someone that you think we missed or you think we should talk about in another video, comment that down below. Okay. Our social media handles will be in the description. We talk about this all the time. Um, we got a bunch of more fun episodes planned coming out. Um, you know, Cedar will be on for a bunch more before he goes to Mexico. But um, again, like the video, subscribe add to the channel share it with someone that you think needs to hear this someone that thinks baseball is boring share this video with them because you never know yes, baseball is interesting if you look back but um thank you Cito, and uh, we'll be back for more thank you everybody see you next time yes, sir. <laughs>